My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. The crisp air is wafting in over the hills or the plains, wherever you might be, which means that uh, in North America anyway, fall is on its way in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, so we are, you know, gearing up for the spooky season, the sweater season, some pumpkin spice in our future. You know how this be. We're going to talk about a rapper today known by the stage name PH1. But before we do that, we're going to talk about some fall music and what we like to listen to when the summer, the last dying strands of summer <laughs> come into the robust Chords of fall, as it were. I don't know where I'm going with this. So we're going to talk about fall I was, music. I was curious where it was yeah. going. I, we're listen, just letting I it happen. I started, and then I was like, oh no, you haven't ended this. Like, you only had a start point in mind. Where are you going? And even I didn't know. I never know. Anyway, fall music, yeah. I know for me, when I think of what a fall song would entail, in my opinion, I think kind of coffee shop vibes yeah mm. okay you and you can start being you know a little bit more ballad when i say warm not like summer hot but like warm tones oh, and then definitely when you're thinking since i think of music videos quite often if there's a lot of brown in the music video because i was realizing as i was looking at the songs that make me think of it if there's brown in that music video i'm thinking it's a false <laughs> so for for me like an example that probably is not necessarily across the board a hundred ways to me seems like a false song just you know i actually agree i was thinking of that as <laughs> well yeah but like I, the one that i always think of is uh universe by exo it's got that sort of well because sad coffee shop vibe coffee, literally yeah. when you watch the music video they're either making coffee or like getting tied to chairs so <laughs> pick a vibe you know <laughs> Yeah, there's just something, like, nice about, like, when the song kind of is warm and cozy like a sweater, almost. And I don't know how to put it in words. There's a distinction between, like, the warm and cozy sweater and, like, a blanket. Yeah. Like, yep. blanket to me is Christmassy. Kind of like the coffee and apple cider yeah. sweater lends to more ballady things. And, like, oh, for me, like- it's, like, the, the comforting voices it's like a song that would be the soundtrack for apple picking yeah you know yeah or like a nice hayride or something yeah we're we're just like kind of like hanging out i don't know like i feel like nell like almost all of nell Mm. kind of fits that vibe for me even if the songs because they do have songs that are like specifically about certain things that would not be fall but like just the way that they sing and the way that they kind of like produce their songs it's very like comforting and I guess that also kind of ties into like being kind of like a chiller more guitar driven as opposed to having like a the drums being kind of like the forefront of like bringing the beat Mm -hmm. so like something like four times around the sun is a good one and that one's good too also because it kind of just ties into a thing that like fall for me means like 
the time that you can go comfortably camp. The weather is nicer. It's like not everywhere, but like it just seems like it's a little bit nicer and it's a little bit easier to deal with not like so much heat. And then also it gets cold at night. So you want to be by the campfire. Mm-hmm. And that has, like, that element in the music video itself, too. I think ACMU, so not the upbeat yeah. ACMU, because you have the really playful side of ACMU. Yeah, so not, that, the, not that half, but the other half of ACMU. Yeah. type, like... And you just... Yes. It's, like, fluid, and, like, you just... Yeah, you just... Your head bop... You're, you're, you're head fluid... Swing. It's, like, you're fluid like a leaf in the wind, you know? <laughs> or getting crunched on... <laughs> yeah. That's the sadness. Getting crunched on is like the, the underlying sadness that you know. Yeah. I was thinking like for me it, it there's like an underlying tone of like melancholy almost to mm-hmm. it. You know, like it can still be a fairly happy song, but like I don't know, there's just gotta be that sort of undertone of oh, the summer's over. It's sad. I was thinking like a hundred ways kind of fits that. It's kind of a melancholy vibe almost, but it's also a dance song, like a melancholy dance tune, which is a little weird, but like happens sometimes. Actually, the first song that I thought of when you mentioned the idea for this, the first song that popped into my head was Colors by Stella Jang, just because around here, fall means the leaves are changing, right? So it's different colors. Like the song, not really those colors, but like still. No, we can but, still tie it to it. Also, yeah. her her voice, like yes, mm-hmm. kind of across the board. I'm not saying every single one of her songs would lend to it. So, for instance, there's a song that she has called "Villain," and it is it's very different from "Colors." But I could still plunk that right into yeah. "Autumn," and it would because of the way her voice sounds, it kind of fits to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. There's also but, the other side of fall, of course. You get the spooky stuff. <laughs> That's true. I like the spooky stuff too. You got, you know, doll. Or, or then there's songs like, uh, so Ace's new title track, Favorite Boys mm-hmm. or Goblin. It has, in the background of the song, it has a little spooky kind of jingle to it, really. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, or you could like go with like a song that is entirely not Halloween, but no one who listens to it that has watched the music video can ever <laughs> say that it's a like not a Halloween song twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it's just a, a zombie music video, but they're like you know happily dancing, but like it's still like it'll only be a Halloween song for me. <laughs> It's like the fun Halloween song. See, there's like fun Halloween and spooky Halloween. Well, so, there is, but like if you never saw that music video before, you'd be like, this is not a Halloween song at all. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> to me, that's Chinese married to the music. That's what I thought you were going to say, yeah. Because, I mean, of course, everyone's like, Halloween song. But if you have never seen that music video, you would just be like, why are you guys saying well, it's Halloween? I think that's one of the things, because I'm pretty sure that it came out during the summer. As like a, a tie-in to the summer horror type thing. That Behind Your Smile OST by Shishi and Matska had that really like dark, like, I don't know. That yeah. whole drama had kind of a melancholy feel to it, and so did the soundtrack. I mean, if you're going to go Halloween, I mean, there's this little group called Dreamcatcher. <laughs> they might they have a bit of a concept. 
that just a tiny bit, well. a little bit. And yeah, I think it like, would actually work really well for Halloween. Yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they thought of this, but I feel I like a lot of their music <laughs> lend well to the Halloween vibe. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you don't know, maybe like go listen to all their music and then like tell us your feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> down we're being facetious <laughs> we're being very facetious we have a yeah. whole dream catcher episode we also have an episode about halloween themed music videos oh that's way right. back Okay, way back when we had, like, our, like, um, different things that we used to do. Because if you yes. haven't been listening to us from the very beginning, we used to do a corner where, like, each of us would take a corner. And Sky's corner was, like, music videos. And then we tied that into an episode mm-hmm. where we were, like, picking the best spooky music video. That was a fun episode, though. Which, it helps, to it. it helps when it's a theme like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for instance, I don't know, even our Modern Monarchies episode, I was still doing that, and it worked. It was fine. It's a little bit harder, because you have to do a little bit more. Yeah. But a lot of our other themes, it's just a lot harder to do. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, thank God we're not doing that still. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about all of the things that, like, for instance, 100 or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. Like. (laughs) hundred music videos. Oh. <laughs> so you yeah, can literally just find like a hundred in the title or I mean, the lyrics. There, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> if you have any songs that you think are very folly or odd autumnal, let us know. Yeah, tweet at us, man. We'd love to listen to new stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, when I was trying to think of what reminds me of Folly stuff. I, I had a playlist already going. It was at the beginning of the pandemic when I needed some comfort. Mm-hmm. And it was the songs that were kind of new to me at the time, but the ones that were giving me those vibes. And so I was, and, and so yeah, half of them kind of fell under the, in my brain, autumn feel. Too. Yeah, they do. Like, especially the ones that are kind of a little melancholy. The ones that kind of vaguely discuss the times that we live in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you could even do, like, something like Zombie from Day 6 would work, or, like, mm, yeah. um, Holo from Yehi. Like, those, yeah, those type of, kind of, like, if they're soothing. That's what the, it is. Even though yeah. they're talking about, like, what's going on, they're very soothing. And so I guess that, like, kind of translates to what we were it's talking about. It's because, sweater. like, it, like, helps. Those sorts of songs are soothing because it demonstrates that it's, like, you're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. Experiencing this reality, even though it feels like that sometimes. So, mm-hmm. fall is fun, though, guys. <laughs> it is fun. I like it, fall. It's my favorite. Fall's my favorite. Well, it's, mine is. It should be summer. obvious that it is. Me too. My favorite. My favorite's on its way out, but that's okay. I got some big chunky sweaters. <laughs> yeah, I got leg warmers. I'm ready. Well, I'm just ready to be able to sit outside and not like hate life. Jesse mentioning the camping thing, fall is when I usually go camping too, and since that's probably not going to be on the agenda. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So sad, like, especially because 
last year, like, a group of us at work went camping, and then we were like, yes, we're going to have a camping club. And we were, like, super stoked about it. We were going to, like, keep it up and, like, you know, do more with it, especially after, like, winter had happened and after, like, our busiest parts of Mm. work. And then this happened, and all I can think about is, like, how much I want to go camping. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish our little camping group could go camping that would be nice right now. Yeah. Good distraction. <sighs> Campgrounds were like one of the first things that opened marginally back up here. So there was like a run on camping in the summer this summer. Like our campground where our trailers parked was full every weekend. It was people I know who've like not been camping in years were buying tents and deciding to go camping because it was literally the only kind of vacation you could do this summer was you could go camping somewhere so you could still socially distance right like sure you're just on your campground your campsite but you're like you're still by yourself but like somewhere different <laughs> you're not at home anymore so camping was a yeah. big deal here this summer there's not so much a run on camping where i'm at uh people just really want to drink and sing karaoke <laughs> which has had um not, it hasn't been great. They they keep reopening the bars, then COVID <laughs> just goes nuts, and then they close They're all like, the bars. Nope. So they just closed all the karaoke bars again. They've just put in, like, a new, like, color system for, like, oh, if we're on yellow stuff, then... Well, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't leave my house anyway. So is it, it green? Is matter. it green, red, and yellow, or is it like no, other it's colors? No, it's not. It's like it's like white, oh yellow, gosh. orange, and red. <laughs> okay. So it's like white is like you're fine. Like COVID is over. Well, that's what white means. We're never. I think we're in orange right now. Orange is like we're closing shit because y'all can't know how to act. <laughs> Come so, on. Children, yeah. wear your mask. No, and it's like, you know, and I keep thinking, like, they well, they just put in fines for people not wearing masks, so. Mm. Here, a big thing for fall is always college football. Mm-hmm. And what comes with that is tailgating mm-hmm. all around the campus. And they usually trash the place pretty bad. So, they're still going to have football games. I think there's probably some restrictions on the amount of people or something. No more tailgating, though, supposedly. So mm. we'll see about that. I don't think, you know, they can only dictate that around the yeah. stadium. I think people will still probably do whatever the heck they want, but whatever. Yeah, here we're college basketball, so it was a rough, rough go Ooh. because of March Madness. Yeah. yeah. Right. That yeah. was, that's a hit. Like, football mm-hmm. is like, eh, here, but it's really college basketball is... Is the thing. Well, college the thing. sports just—they aren't a thing here. <laughs> no, college sports. Well, are not it a depends thing. <laughs> on the state here. Like there are yeah. states that don't care about the college, like unless it's like a personal thing, and then focus more on the like professional sports. But then there are places like Kentucky that just really love their <laughs> well, college basketball. I'm, I'm like really interested to see what happens in the winter because of hockey. Because mm. I live in Montreal, where the Habs, otherwise known as the Canadians, are. Um, and literally every year, there are multiple, like, you know how you in Europe they have, like, soccer riots? 
They have hockey riots in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. oh I a, didn't a know. A cop car gets set on fire at least once a year. Like, that happens I didn't know with that. college basketball here, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just, like, curious to see... Uh, college football is there. usually just, like, we're going to tear down the goalposts. Uh, see, that seems, like, really contained to just the football stadium itself. Yeah, definitely where I grew up, it was just like, oh, we're going to tear down the goalposts, yay. Like, that was the extent of it. <laughs> and it's like, oh. the, the, like the Bell Center, where the hockey is, is played, uh, where the sports ball is done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, really close to downtown and all the bars and everything, oh. so it's usually, like, a huge mess. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it's interesting to think of those things that, like, prior to the times mm. we're in, it wasn't a very good recommended thing to do in the first place to have riots and set cars on fire. Yeah. Like, not... <laughs> but now. <laughs> but now it's like, change? okay, are they still going to ignore the fact that that's still not a good thing to do? Or is it, you know, like, forget, I don't know. There's two ways that could go. Yeah. It's like, well, they didn't, you know, care about the public well-being when they did it the first time. Right. So. That, that's kind of like, mm. aren't, they, aren't those usually the types mm. of people that kind of don't care? So... Yeah, it might continue. But they might wear masks. They might care, kind of. Yeah, they might care about themselves a little bit more at that point. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know, man. ay 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 Fall is such a fun time, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's, that's actually one thing to look forward to getting cooler, is wearing masks will hopefully not be quite as hot. Oh, yeah. Might not fog up my glasses quite the same way. Right. Instead, you'll have the whole, like, going from a hot house to outside being cold, and you'll have yeah. that. Like, <laughs> It'll just fog and, up at a different time now. Yeah. It's like and, a normal uh, fog up. <laughs> yeah. in, in Montreal, like, it's when it gets cold out and you have to wear jackets, as soon as you get into the metro, it's, like, really hot in the metro. So it's like, you're always in this state of... Do I keep my jacket on or do I need to take my jacket off? Like, what how what level of jacket do I want to bring? How long will I be in the metro? Like, how long will I be out? It's like a whole calculation. Well, that's how it is kind of in Florida where it's just like you go into buildings and they're like really, really super cold. The AC is pumping. And then as soon as you walk outside, it's like a wall of humidity and heat. Or like if you're in your car and then step outside just always a mess <laughs> but september like september's always a pain in the butt for sending the kids off to school because in the morning it's still chilly right like it got mm-hmm. cold overnight it's still chilly i'm like you gotta wear a jacket you gotta wear and then by the time they're coming home they're like you know if i made them wear pants and a jacket in the morning they've got the jacket tied around their waist and they've rolled their pants up over their knees because they've been so hot all afternoon because by noon, it was, like, 20 degrees out, and you're, like, but when they left the house, it was five, so, like, you need to wear a coat, like, it's, and then they yell at me when they come home, they're, like, it was hot all day, and I'm, like, well, it wasn't hot when you left the house, like, I just, I have to be a good parent, they're gonna call me and be, like, why didn't you put a coat on your kid? Well, it's good that they don't leave the coat inherently at, at school, because, like, that, I would think that since it got hot, like, well, I forgot it. I yeah. left it, you know, in my locker or whatever. Well, that was totally like, you know, they all came home for March break and then 
never went back to school. It was the <laughs> longest March break of our lives. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it wasn't like we weren't allowed back in the schools even until like it was May or June before they let us go back into the schools to get stuff. So it was like you're walking through the hall going, that's my coat. Those are my mittens. <laughs> like I took like grocery bags and was like dumping stuff that they left. It's like, I, I hate to be the parent who finds out that their kid forgot a lunchbox half full of yeah. food in the locker. <laughs> oh, like, there, uh, you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there were things, there were things that did not come home in May <laughs> and June. They set garbage bags all along the hallways oh, yeah. in the school. Hard. And they were like, we know some of this stuff you are just not taking home. My daughter threw out like some of my Tupperware because she had the last day of school not eaten her lunch, not eaten her sandwich, mm -hmm. and then forgot it in her locker. Yep. And when she went to oh. school to pick her stuff up, she was That's just like, she looked at now. that, and it was like a clear container, and it was all solid green, and she was like, I am not taking that home. Mom is going to yeah. that That's right. like, that's its own life form now. Yeah. You have to abandon ship on that. That's, that's just, she's like, Mom, I will pay you the two bucks. I will buy you the two <laughs> Rubbermaid, whatever. And I was like, that's fine. We're good. And you're like, I would have thrown it out too. So yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah. Oh boy. On to PH1. On to PH1. Take it away. Amanda. If you're so, wondering why Amanda's taking it away, it's because it was her birthday this month. Yay! Yay! And on our birthday months, we all get to pick who we talk about. So she picked PH1. Who I did not pick last year because I was like, no, no. I talk about him all the time, so I should choose somebody else. And this year I was like, you know what? Screw it. You guys can all listen to me talk about him some more. <laughs> so, PH1. Here we go. For starters, he's a rapper. He was born in Korea, lived in Korea until he was like 12. Moved to America with his family. Lived here for here. I'm in Canada, but you know what I mean. Until in his 20s, he uh, he went to Boston College with Eric Nam. They're bros. You can. He was on uh, Eric's podcast, and they chatted about their school days and stuff. Um, you can check that out. It was amusing. I think it was Eric's like, "How come we never hang out?" And yeah, no, actually, it was it was PH1. He's like. We never hang out. Now that I'm in Korea, we never hang out. And Eric's like, because you got a crew and you never, like, call me. Like, it's, yeah. Pro <laughs> yeah. so, problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the name PH1, his rapper name, it is really, I okay. I, when I first saw it, I would see PH and I thought, like, PH you know, makes the f sound in in English, right? And then one, so it's like one <laughs> fun, fun. It's like it's cute, right? Like it was a mm -hmm. cute. No, I mean lots of rappers have rapper names. Ph one, obviously, this is not the his given name. This is not the name his parents gave him at birth. <laughs> um, like oh, our little Ph one. <laughs> <laughs> they were not like. He did not come out and they said, he's going to be a rapper one day. Let's give him an appropriate name. No, they wanted him to be a doctor. 
Surprise, surprise. That's what he went to Boston College for. He sciencey stuff, and he was left college and was a um, like a dental hygienist while he was studying to get into dentist school. And then one day went, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I would like to not do this. So his family name is Park. So that's where the P comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, his English name when he moved to America, the English name that he chose or his family chose for him or however that worked was Harry. So his friends call him Harry. That's what he, his name is Harry. Um, his fans often call him Harry. He had an album that he called Harry. So it's Park, Harry, Dash, and then the number one, which his Korean name is Jun Wan and Wan Wan. So uh-huh. basically his rapper name is his name. It's a combination <laughs> of his Every name. Yes. <laughs> like all of his names, he put it together into a rapper name. So Well, kind of like G-Dragon. I mean, that's how G-Dragon yeah, is. True. Exactly. So I was trying to think today, like, if I went by that way, like, what would my rapper name be? And I'm like, so like last name initial so like h and then nickname t h t and then i don't know what like i you don't have a number that represents no like favorite number i mean maybe five like i'd go with five because that's my like birth date and it's kind of my favorite number it was my derby number so like ht5 but then that sounds like i don't know like hot five or something I guess that works as a rapper name. <laughs> my, my rapper, my ra- I've, I've picked a rapper name. I, have you? You know, haven't we all picked a rapper name? Well, I, I can tell you, I have not picked a rapper name. Before. <laughs> well, anyway, my, my rap name is MC Triple D. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see the realization all coming to your faces as to why that is my rap name. Yeah, because it's my it's my cup size. <laughs> like a big old that up. You know. Do you have a rap name, Jesse? I don't have a rap name, but like in college, we used to be the the room that played the most music. So I was a DJ, DJ Jesse Jess. Like literally to this day, people nice. still call me that. <laughs> yeah, that's that counts. That counts, man. It's your that's yeah. stage name. <laughs> stage name. <laughs> My main nickname in college was Red, I think, just because of my red hair. I know, it's really inventive, but it's handy. Hey, yeah. I mean, but really like the whole Sleepy and Loopy and Doc and whoever else saw the rapper. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so PH1 um, moved back to Korea. He... He was posting stuff on his Instagram, posting rap stuff on his Instagram. And one day, uh, Jay Park actually messaged him and was like, hey, I'm going to be in New York doing a concert. You should come to my concert. And he's like, oh, my God. Um, But, like, you know, I don't have a ticket to the concert and it's sold out. So, like, guess not. And then he didn't go. And Jay Park was like, messaged him again and was like, 
why didn't you come to the concert? He's like, I didn't have a ticket. He's like, I asked you to come to the concert. I would have given you a ticket. Like, <laughs> like it's implied that yeah. when the performer says, come to my concert, that you can get be in. provided <laughs> for you. So he was kind of, I guess he kind of figured if Jay Park thought he had some talent, that maybe he had a shot. So he headed back over to Korea to give it a go. But, he is inherently a homebody. He does not like, I mean, he literally has songs about being a homebody and hanging out at home. And his songs are like nerdy love. And like, he's just, just a nerd. And he loves to be a nerd and to be at home and to do his thing. So meeting people was difficult for him. But then he was like, oh, that. hey, Jay, you know people introduce me to people so so it's one of those things where it's like introverts don't make friends an extrovert adopts them and forces them to have friends exactly yeah Mm. Yeah. and if you watch any of the like aomg and higher gang stuff there's very much that vibe. Like recently somebody was posting pictures from a thing that they did and like everybody else in the crew was like all really into the pictures and PH1 is sort of standing at the side, like an awkward uncle, like throwing up a V, like I'm here, I'm in the picture, like, but everybody seems to like him. He's, um, he's just, a chill dude like he's very relaxed and very nice and um yeah he was like I guess he I always thought that he signed with Jay Park's label and then like moved over to Korea but I guess he moved to Korea and then Jay started his label and signed him to it so um he's been there for a while when did when did the show me the money stuff happen that was, was it last year or the year before? I can't, I want to say 2018. It was season seven. So it's Show Me the Money 777 is the season that he's in. Um, so he was already signed? He was he- already signed. So it was one of those things where um, he went on it to, like, boost his, his name. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it really worked for him because, having sort of gotten in on the fandom on the ground level, as it were, like I was a fan before, before ish, the main album came out. Um, I have seen like the number of like follows on Twitter has skyrocketed and um, he has a lot more, you know, it used to be like 20 or 30 interactions on a tweet. And now it's like, a couple hundred, a thousand, you know, comments. Like, he's definitely has a bigger fan fan base now. So, which is sort of like a a mixed blessing. Like, I'm happy for him that he's doing well. But, like, you know, when when your favorite is unpopular, they're more likely to interact with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then once they're popular, you're (laughs) like, oh, now I'm just one of the crowd one of many yeah fine but he was kind of one of the things for me was that I was following Jay Park I kind of thought I 
liked Jay Park. I like a few of his songs. And um, that song, If He Came Out, with CK and Jay Park and PH1. And I was like, I love that song. I mean, that was a big deal in Korea at the time and stuff. Everybody was doing the little iffy, iffy, yeah, yeah, you know, doing the little dance and stuff. And you know how they release a song before the album comes out. PH1 had a mini album coming out with like five or six songs. And the first song he released off of it was Donut, which was a collaboration with Jay Park. So again, I heard it because Jay Park was on it and I was following Mm -hmm. Jay Park. Um, And I really liked that song. And then I can't remember why or how it came to me, but all of a sudden I had this epiphany and I was like, you know, maybe you don't like Jay Park. Maybe you like PH1. Maybe that's the common denominator, not the Jay Park. So I was like, well, maybe I should check the rest of his stuff. And it was like right around then the album came out and I loved it. Like, I was just like, oh, I love every single song. Oh, yeah, maybe I like PH1. So turns out, yes, I like PH1. I like PH1 a lot. That's not to say anything against Jay Park. They're just different styles. He's different just, strokes for different folks, you know? Exactly. His songs tend to have a more upbeat aspect. He does have, PH1 has songs that have, have a more depressed, you know, because he goes through that too. Like he goes through depressed phases and things like that. And so some songs reflect that. But I mean, like my favorite song is perfect and it is upbeat and cheery and enjoyable. And I like that. I love his collaborations. He does so many collaborations. I mean, a month ago I started a playlist called like featuring ph1 and it's all of the collaborations that he does on other people's stuff and i like even this week i had to add a bunch more songs to it because there was a bunch more stuff came out because the uh, red tape album for higher label came out there's just so much i've found so many new voices through his collaborations with people that i'd never heard of before and now there's some of my favorite singers like Marshall and um, Sole and Libata. Like I never even heard of her before. And then I was going through back catalog of like, you know, you can search on Spotify for uh, other songs that they've featured on or whatever. And I just went through a whole ton of them and hit the Libata. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Who's that? Like I need to hear more of that. So, so I really like that. I don't know. He's just, I really like his style. I like the style of his music. I like his personality. He just seems like somebody that I would enjoy hanging out with. That first album that came out, the first song on it was called Christ. And his faith is really important to him, which, you know, I relate to. And then, and he's, that one of the other songs is Game Night. And it's like, about playing video games like I don't know it also might be like just a euphemism for you know sex or something but like it's a clever one if it is it's very you know just sounds he, like a song he about doesn't really seem all that edgy I mean no <laughs> I feel bad sometimes because when you see him in interviews he talks about not the last album but the album before that when it came out one of the songs that he said he really, really liked was Malibu, which 
wasn't my favorite song off of the album, but that's one of the songs he really liked because he said it showed a different side of him and he thought it showed people that he had a sexy side because he didn't think people thought he was sexy. And I was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I need you to understand that there are different kinds of sexy in the world and not all sexy is shirt off, grinding, you know, that's not the only thing women find sexy. We also find men who are talking about commitment and puppies <laughs> sexy. So, like, you know, you were also- doing was, I remember a couple of years ago, there was, like, a calendar that came out that was, like, it was called, like, Porn for Women or something, and it was just images of, like, men, like, vacuuming and, like, <laughs> men holding puppies. Right? <laughs> And I feel like he kind of embodies that sort of, like, boy next door sexy. Like that, you know, he just seems like somebody you would really enjoy hanging out with. And, I mean, probably Mary, like, he's not, he's not the guy you bang after a concert. He's the guy you, like, take home to your parents and then marry and live happily ever after kind of guy. Which... Some of us find that very sexy. Some of us marry that, you know, like that's, that's the choices we make. So, you know, PH1, I know you're listening. We like that. (laughs) I'm going to be honest uh, to all the ladies out there. Like, yes, yes, a nice body and a bad boy attitude is fun in theory. But, you know, what's going to keep you warm on like a nice cold night? Someone who can snuggle. You know, I'm just... Exactly, exactly. I was <laughs> joking with that, with one of my mutuals on Twitter about one of the songs that came out, I can't remember, I think it was for the Red Tape album. And the video, basically all the guys in the video are shirtless. They're just all shirtless, dancing around, shirtless, shirtless, shirtless. And I mean, most of them are like 12. They're like, it's the new young crew at hire. And... um and the song's good, and it's all fine. But, like, PH1 was, like, promoting it on his Insta and his and his Twitter and stuff. And he's like, oh, hot, sexy buds. Like, go look at the naked buds. And me and my friend were, like, joking about, but, like, he's probably wearing a sweater while he tweets this. Because, like, that's <laughs> not his – shirtlessness is not his thing. But that's all right, because I'm listening to the music, so – which I like. So your all-time favorite is Perfect? All-time favorite, Perfect. Um, Christ, Heavy Second, because I just really dig that. I dig that song. Um, And probably my favorite collab is Hard to Choose, but probably Saran, Um, Don't Hang Up. It's probably my favorite one. Although I also really, really enjoy Come Over with Marshall. It's hard to choose. I don't know how you guys do it sometimes, you know, on your birthday months. How do you pick one? <laughs> like, it's hard. Well, if it's a fave, fave, you just kind of blindfold and pick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, like, my songs, when I pick them, they just happen. There's no, I can't tell you in words how it's my favorite, you know? It yeah. just is. Yeah. Sometimes it changes, too. You know. That's true. And Amanda, you're a heavy proponent of him collaborating with women, right? Like, that, that oh. was always your thing, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. 
collaborate with women. I'm so excited about Lehigh being basically on his label now, and I'm like, mm. please, oh please, yeah. God. Like, and I didn't I read? Didn't I read this morning? No, never mind. That was P Nation. Moving on. Ignore me. Oh yeah. Case. Case doing P Nation. I was like, wait a second. Then I realized. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Other one, the other one. The other, the other, the other one. The other. The other. The other. The other cool label. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> other, the other one. I don't always enjoy every song that he puts out. But he tries to get creative and to do a variety of styles. And he collaborates on stuff that is not usually his, like his usual style. So like he's on a number of the albums from Red Tape or a number of the tracks from Red Tape. And they're not what I would think of as PH1 tracks. They pretty much everything has an E on it for explicit which means I'm, you know, listening to it after the kids go to school. And again, some of the songs speak to me more than others. Some are better than others, in my opinion. But like his track, like his lines that he puts down on the track are usually not the the lines with the big, you know, the heavy swearing. He's not into misogyny that often comes with, you know, sometimes a lot of rap is, sex and swearing and that's cool if that's what you're into but that's not really what I'm into so it can turn me off of a a singer but um I like that he does collaborate on songs that are like that but then that the tracks that he's laying down are not those tracks like he's he's not the one swearing in the song or or objectifying women's bodies or you know like it's it's kind of nice and just comfortable I can enjoy his flow and and not worry about what message I'm gonna like have suddenly pop up where I'm like oh really did we have to go there today like is that because he doesn't go there and it's nice and I like that I like that about him so he seems like a chill dude. He does. Yeah. I just think it really, like, actually describes him purely, especially when he was talking about it on Eric Nam's little podcast thing. Mm. The type of person he is is literally the the interaction he had with Jay Park about not wanting to get a ticket, even though. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. like, obvious, like, Jay Park went Mess- and found your Instagram and messaged you, and you still were like, well, I guess I'm not going to the sold-out <laughs> thing. Come on. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed his little, the video, the tattoo video, because yeah. that boy has some ugly tattoos, but he it's loves like, every single one of them. He's, he's like, yeah, my friend got drunk thing. and tattooed this on me, and I had, and to, I get had to get it fixed. But, like, you know. But he's, like, very, like, kind of wonky. Like, my friend did it, so that's very sweet of him. <laughs> you know? Well, that video, um, I always wondered about, he has love tattooed, like, right across his, like, Adam's apple. And mm-hmm. I was kind of wondered about that one, like, what the deal was there. And so I liked that, that in that video, he says it's to remind himself that he only wants words of love to come out of his mouth he only Mm -hmm. wants things that are uplifting and pleasant and you know so when he's tempted to to go the path for rap that you know often it's more the dark stuff or the 
you know, the sex, the violence, the whatever that sells. And he doesn't, he doesn't go the diss track route. Like if you watch the video of show me the money, one of the, the things that they did was like one of the competitions because it's a rap competition. So they had to do like a, like a diss track or like a, a rap battle diss thing. And he's like being nice. Like, it's like, he's like trying to be mean, but it's like too nice. And then the other kid just shreds him and it's so mean. And you're like, don't be so mean to my baby. Like he was nice to you. (laughs) And he just, it seems like he just doesn't have it in him to do it, which, you know, is nice. So shall we talk about favorite songs when we were listening? Yeah. Yes. So I kind of, you know, blew out my like dozen of (laughs) (laughs) What about you guys? I like, in terms of collabs, I like Nerdy Love. And then also he had a collab with Chung Ha at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this year. Mm. I think it's called Friend. Uh, I really like that. I really like Chung Ha too. So that probably played into it. But out of the other songs, I really liked Cupid. Yes. Mm. I like that one, too. For me, I really liked... There was one particular... The X album. Mm-hmm. I was really feeling it. And there were two songs on there that I really enjoyed. They were both collabs. Uh, one was OK with Simon Dominic and Mush Venom. Oh, really man. liked that one. And I just... I love Simon Dominic. So it like... And the other one I really liked was Morago with uh, Blaze and Coogie. I don't know why I just put, like a French accent on that. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I really liked those two. I liked their vibes. I liked the song All Right. Mm-hmm. Chill. Mm-hmm. And yep. then secondarily, Communicate. That like that spoke to my soul as a communication person. <laughs> no, I really did enjoy it. And then collab-wise, I liked Blue Champagne with Cheese. Oh yeah, cheese mm. is good. Mm-hmm. He does pick good collabs. Like, he does. really does. Like creative ones. A few of the ones that have surprised me were um, he's done like almost like religious music collabs. Like Sam Ock um, is kind of known for his more like almost like worship music kind of thing, and he's done collabs with him. And and then he did a collaboration with uh, Bumkey who. I adore Bumkey from a, like, I've liked him for a couple years with his, his music is more like dance music and stuff, but then the two of them did kind of basically a worship song together, and I was like, all right, okay, I really dig this, but I wasn't expecting it, but this is very enjoyable. It just, yeah, but then flip side, like, I discovered Marshall because he did a, a collaboration with Marshall and Marshall's a very out, you know, gay LGBTQ, you know, in that community. And sometimes you don't really think of people who are um, Christians or religious as being, you know, like willing to make that kind of a collaboration. And Mm. so that to me speaks to the kind of person he is that he's just a very open, loving chill person who kind of gets along with everybody seems to get along with everybody he's got very a juicy kind of uncle vibes to him which he does, does he really know. does 
but it works for him. His little bucket hats and his the one video I was watching, and it, it was like when he was coming out with like his his concert merch, and he is like very like, ooh, I really like this sweatshirt. It's like it looks like it would be cozy and like just <laughs> just very. Well, even in his interviews, he's very soft-spoken and quiet, and, like, he's like, yeah, he's very, like, appreciative of, like, the person near him, and you're like, oh, you're very cute. (laughs) When he was on Fun with Dumb, with Dumbfounded, and, yeah, he was just, it was kind of like, you could almost see, like, Dumbfounded is, like, trying to pull him out, but he was on with somebody else, and the other guy was very talkative and very, very outgoing, and, and then it was like, Right, we're interviewing Harry. Like, so you answer a question now. Like, and and like they were making fun of each other, and Harry's laughing kind of in the corner, like he's trying not to laugh out loud at the jokes because <laughs> he doesn't want to be rude or something. Like, he just seems really nice. He seems like somebody you would hang out with, that mm-hmm. you could just totally hang out with, just you know, have a beer and play some video games and chill at, out at his house because at, yeah, at his yeah. house <laughs> home alone lights out yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's listen, it's the way to be man it's true yeah. yeah he knows how to live his life and he's got the cutest little dog he seems like a guy who'd have a cute little dog he does have a cute little dog of it's course. so cute one of the videos i remember watching on youtube was him and i cannot remember her name right now but she's got a similar maybe even same breed dog and they're friends and the two of them like went out and like went to one of those like puppy cafes where the dogs are like oh, to he's out. totally a dog park dog will have more friends than him type vibe yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes <laughs> I, that's exactly the vibe of that video is like I could have been at home like sleeping and chilling out but like my dog deserves this play date, so I'm actually going to go out today. <laughs> like, it looks like his dog's name is Holly. Yes, Holly and Harry. Oh, <laughs> of course. He puts little shirts and stuff on her. That's he, yes. Holly has, Holly has their own Instagram. Even <laughs> he like he started his own little Instagram just for Holly, which his personal Instagram got a lot more boring once Holly got her own Instagram. Because <laughs> there's less dogs on the Instagram now. His Instagram used to be much more personal, but it feels like since Show Me the Money and he became more popular, it feels like his Instagram was a little more like business mm-hmm. focused now. So it's a well, little that's less That's why he made exciting. the dog Instagram. Exactly. Because so. his whole his personal life is the dog. <laughs> Hey, you know, I wonder sometimes, like, watching him interact with people and stuff. I think he enjoys, like, he he appreciates Jay Park and, and the way that Jay Park, like, introduced him to people and signing him to his label and stuff. But I sometimes feel like, like, when stuff like Red Tape comes out, he feels a little out of place on that label. Like, I kind of, and then he's, like, doing stuff with Eric Nam and stuff, and I'm like... <sighs> Put him over there. He he could hang out with that crew. Like that feels yeah. more his speed, you know. Mm-hmm. So as long as he's happy and he's making the music he wants to make, then 
What more can you ask for in life? Yeah, right? exactly. Doing, right? doing what you love to do and getting paid for it. Hey, he bought his parents fancy watches with his, you know, first big paycheck hey, from his nice. music. Yeah. I think that's a cool cultural thing as far as mm-hmm. buying, buying the parents' gifts on your first big paycheck that you get from your job. Yeah, I, I just got a job and I tried to convince her that like that was a thing she should <laughs> do with her paycheck, but she wasn't buying it. So like, <laughs> I, I like get it in theory, but like what if your parents are real dicks? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't meaning that. I was meaning like if you, if you do want to show appreciation to your parents, no, no, like, I, 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 you know, just like a lot of their fam- very familial based holidays sometimes in theory it's like oh that's sweet but then when you realize like oh the daughter-in-law is the one yeah, that plays in the, the kitchen all day the or whatever mm-hmm. it's like okay that's not cute anymore like no that shouldn't be <laughs> it's changing though so. yeah so anything else about ph1 oh how about this for a question if someone hasn't listened to any of his stuff what would you start someone off with or do you, or even like music video wise is is one of the music videos you know just how would you introduce I okay that? perhaps it is bias of mine but I would say perfect because the video is like kind of an animated thing it's Legos it's like Lego PH1 doing which just feels very him somehow <laughs> so I feel like perfect gives you a really good picture of who he is and his style musically and video wise his level of just cheesy fun cool so probably yeah i would say out of all the interviews that i watched of him and i watched a lot of them the eric nam one i think is the best one in terms of how you could tell just based on how he was comfortable. Like, not to say that the other interviews were, like, bad. It's just, you could tell, like, personality-wise and comfort level-wise in terms of, like, introvertedness. Yeah. Eric Noms was a little bit better. And I think they just kind of matched their level a little bit more. Which I guess yeah. just comes in just general that, like, he's in a, a field where everybody else will be at a certain level that he's not. Yeah. And so he kind of got to be in a spot where well, it helps totally helps that he negotiate the whole stranger thing like exactly. yeah. right like yeah in an interview it was weird to like see them talking in that interview and they're like yeah man i haven't really seen you much since college and you're like you guys went to college together like that's weird and random but okay cool so. and eric dom is also a nerd so exactly <laughs> like, like i just the level very much could see see like ph1 hanging out with like eric and his brothers and they're like playing video games and i could very much see them like doing like dance dance revolution or something Mm. poorly but like really enjoying themselves (laughs) yeah i think the good thing about eric nam is how he can match people's level of tension yeah that's true yeah so if if, if someone is a higher tension person he can definitely go there because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. Eric Nam is definitely. I wouldn't consider Eric Nam like introverted. I think no. he's kind of like a neutral, if anything. But like, he definitely is able to kind of match what he like, where he is, and who he's interviewing. So mm-hmm. it's 
he's good at that kind of molding into whatever he needs to be to yeah. kind of help, which is a really great sign for an interviewer because that in turn makes the person that is being interviewed feel more comfortable and safe, which is yeah. a really good thing. I agree. I think one of the like most PH1 anecdotes that I saw that like just seems to sum him up in a sense in a person was when I was watching the um the fun with dumb interview in the comments below it was somebody who was like huh he's a rapper I had no idea he's a data girl from my church oh, I was like yep that, that feels like that sums up his personality in that you show. never know you're like huh like face to face with you and like told you that it, it would be like you're joking right like it would be a yeah. you're kidding. Yeah. and they'd be like no like seriously here's a clip of him rapping or whatever it's like oh that's weird okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah he has a, be like he has a neck tattoo now <laughs> in that eric i think it was in the eric now video and he's like when i go home my mom's like you should go talk to the youth group at church, like, and tell them about following their dreams. And he's like, Ma, I got tattoos. Like, can I go to church? Like, are they going to be okay with that? Do they want me influencing their children? Like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he seems like a good dude. Yeah. He does. Well, this has been another episode of Certified Nunes, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. We laugh. We cried. I'm kidding. We just had a good time. Uh, you can listen to us. Thank you for listening to us. And if you want to mix it up where you're listening to us, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Podbean. We are on Stitcher. We are on YouTube. And, of course, all our episodes can be found on our website, certifiednunas.com. If you want to become a sponsor, an official sponsor of this podcast, a sugar mama to the sugar baby of this podcast, as it were, uh, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified newness to become one of the certified fam clan who just, you know, supports us in all of this nonsense that we get up to and who we really appreciate so much. They know. They know we love them because we say it every week, but we do. Uh, so anyway, I hope that you're all out there staying safe wearing masks washing your hands sanitizing everything and uh you know just doing the best you can and uh we're here for you you can find us on social media we are on all just all the social medias really but we're mostly on instagram and twitter at certified nunas all one word and if you need to email us we're at certified nunas at gmail.com anyway we hope you have a great week and stay safe bye Bye. Bye.